Welcome to the Unplayable Podcast, brought to you by Qantas, the spirit of Australia. And uh, we're not talking international cricket today, but we thought it was only right to talk about a legend of Australian cricket who's uh, hanging up the boots from domestic cricket this week. My name is Josh Shonafinger. I'm joined by Jack Painter. And of course, we're talking about Australian legend and Melbourne renegade stalwart Aaron Finch. Uh, yes, Josh, very sad day, I guess, for cricket fans across Australia. But I guess we sort of knew it was coming in the end, didn't we, when he hung up the uh, boots from the Australian side uh, earlier this year and last year from ODI Cricket. Um, we managed to squeeze a little bit out of him. Unfortunately, he hasn't played too much with the Renegades this uh, season, but uh, the fans in Australia crew will get one final chance to say goodbye to Finchie tonight at, the, at Marvel Stadium when they take on the Stars. Yeah, it's been a fantastic career and just in the lead up to this podcast, I was doing a bit of research and uh, yeah, plenty of titles, five tests, 146 ODIs, 103 T20s and the second most sixes in the Big Bash behind only Chris Lynn. So it's been a fantastic sort of career across all formats. Uh, He's also won Sheffield Shields, One Day Cups uh, and of course the ODI and T20 World Cup as well for Australia. So where do we want to start? Well, Jack, you spoke to quite a few of his former teammates uh, this week and in the past couple of days. And um, do you want to start with sort of what you think was Finchie's trademark perhaps? I think uh, overall his uh, impact has been his leadership. I guess he's been one of the great uh, captains of Australia's white ball sides um, and he led Australia to a maiden T20 World Cup uh, when probably no one thought Australia could win it that year. But um, he got the team together, galvanised them and then led them beautifully through the tournament. So I think that's probably, uh, from my point of view, where his legacy will be. But um, I spoke to you know a few of his former teammates uh, Brad Hodge, who he um, started out his career um, opening the batting with, David Hussey as well, uh, Glenn Maxwell and Peter Siddle, who have played most of their careers alongside Aaron Finch. And the one thing that stuck out from speaking to them was just how hard he hit the ball and, and the power that he had and how big he was able to hit the ball. Um, and not many, not too many could, could match him in uh, world cricket. Why don't we hear from Brad Hodge and then we'll listen to Dave Hussey as well on what made Aaron Finch special. You just saw brilliance and and things that Aaron Finch could do that no one else could do. And, and I think in Australia that was just being able to muscle the ball and, and, and hit it miles. Like, that's one thing that he does. He hits a cricket ball miles. And we've always been taught through the years to be, you know, technically correct, and which he is, but to be able to half hit a cricket ball and it still sort of goes... 75, 80 metres. Oh, that's pretty special. I first met Aaron when he was a young 15, 16-year-old down at Colac in a Victorian Diamonds in the Rough cricket camp where the state contracted players go to the country areas. One thing that stuck out for me was the power that he had from a 15, 16-year-old kid. To have that much power was just remarkable. And it wasn't just off the front foot, it was off the back foot too. It was like, wow, this kid's, uh, yeah, he's, he's got some, some sort of ability. Um, but I thought, oh, he might be a bit too big and not athletic enough to uh, play in the pros, but he definitely proved everybody wrong. He was athletic, he was powerful, good in the gym, fast, um, and yeah, powerful is probably the word to describe Aaron um, most succinctly. And so there's plenty of centuries and 
match-winning innings to discuss and dissect, Jack, but we're going to have to keep it pretty brief here. We are recording this in the innings break of the Sydney Smash, so we do want to get back to the action. But uh, if you had to just nominate one innings from Finchie's stellar career, where do you sort of look, Jack? Oh, one, it's a pretty tough uh, choice, but I think it would probably be the century he made against England in the first game of the 2015 World Cup. And Aaron Finch goes through to 100 on his home ground. What a day. I was lucky enough to be at the MCG that day as a fan. And it was probably the first time in my uh, life watching cricket I just wanted Australia to absolutely smash them and, and Finchie came out there and, <laughs> and did just that and, and got 100 at the MCG. And it was, it was just a year after he made his first 100 at the MCG for Australia, which was, in fact, the only one-day century. Um, well, those two are the only one-day centuries made by a Victorian at the MCG. So... Um, that's that was a pretty special knock. And when I was speaking to Brad Hodge, he actually said that was one of his favourite innings because he watched it and thought, oh, that's pretty cool. I wish I could have been able to do that. And and Hodge actually got uh, 99 not out at the MCG for Australia. So <laughs> um, stiff. Well, you got pretty close, didn't you? Yeah. And that, I mean, that century you mentioned at the World Cup set the tone for Australia. From memory, I don't think Finch scored too many more throughout that tournament, but it just got Australia off to the perfect start and no better way than smashing the old enemy at the at MCG. Yes, exactly. And yeah, Glenn Maxwell talked about that being his best moment with, with Glenn Maxwell. He's winning the final later in that tournament at the MCG as the only two Victorians in the squad. So uh, certainly special times for, for both of those guys. Uh, the 2015 World Cup was pretty pretty special. Being the only two Vicks in the squad um, at that time, uh, to do it in front of our friends and family. Um, we both, I suppose, came on the journey together. It felt like um, we've got a joining uh, cap numbers for Australia on 196, he's 197. Um, so it's quite nice to sort of be able to spread the have that journey, I suppose, go side by side for so long. Um, yeah, I've been extremely fortunate not only to live with him, but to, I suppose, be in the same squads together, be in the same team and uh, be close friends for a long period of time. What about you, Josh? Do you have a favourite uh, Aaron Finch innings? Um, well, yeah, it's tough to narrow it down to one. I think probably the one I'm going to have to go to, I didn't watch live, but I've watched it on YouTube probably, you know, 20 or 30 maybe 40 times. It's his 156 against England in the T20 at the Rose Bowl. I think it was 2013 or something like that. So a long time ago, but all sorts of world records were broken that night. He smashed a, a decent England side all around what is a pretty small ground down there in Southampton. Uh, and then just a few years later, he came back and beat his own world record with an even bigger score in T20 International. So I mean that's a fair legacy in itself to uh, to uh, leave behind. That one came up uh, quite a bit in the in the chats I had with some of his former teammates and uh, Maxi, who's an avid uh, statistician of, of cricket. He uh, brought up a, a kind of quirky stat from that innings. He hit, I think it was was it Stephen Finn or Stuart Broad for six first ball of the match, and it was massive at the GS Bowl, big boundaries. I think he brought up his got off the mark, got to each milestone with a with a six, which was pretty cool. Um, and I remember when we were living together, we were watching the highlights nonstop. Brought up each milestone. So his you know, first ball was a six, and then he brought up his 50 with a six, and then he brought up his 100 with a six, and then his 150 with a six. So quite an incredible um, hmm. innings and feat uh, that knock was. Uh, Aaron Finch also did a press conference uh, yesterday ahead of his final match. And so why don't we hear what uh, the man himself, Aaron Finch's favourite moment was from his Big Bash career. 
oh, the title win was was unbelievable. I mean, especially against the Stars in in a game where they were well and truly had one hand on, almost two hands on the trophy, and, and to drag it back and, and win that game was was really special. Um, yeah, I think just overall, just getting to play here, it's such a an unusual venue for cricket, and, and we're the only team that does play cricket here. There's no other games, no international games or anything or anything that happened. So uh, it's yeah, it's, it's really cool. That that title win was certainly something special. That was brought up in in a couple of chats I had with a few of his former teammates, and just a glimpse into his captaincy, I guess, to to mastermind that. Um, you know, Renegade sort of coming back from the dead when the stars were cruising. So certainly uh, gives us an insight into his leadership there that he then go on to to show for for Australia. Yeah, so it's going to be a send-off for Aaron Finch at the Marvel Stadium against his old rivals, the Melbourne Stars. Uh, it's been pretty incredible. He's played every season with the Melbourne Renegades. He's one of their foundation players. And uh, one thing that I think is also a great trait of Aaron Finch is his loyalty. He's stuck true to the Renegades his whole career. He's stuck true to Victoria his whole career. And on the other side of that, I guess, is his IPL career, which uh, he's actually played for a phenomenal nine IPL franchises. I'll just re- reel them off for you, Jack, because it's a long list. It's Delhi Capitals, Gujarat Lions, Kings Eleven, Punjab, Kolkata Knight Riders, Mumbai Indians, Pune Warriors, Rajasthan Royals, Royal Challengers, Bangalore, and Sunrisers, Hyderabad. So quite a wow. you know different polar opposites <laughs> there <laughs> for a Finchie, but uh, I guess you don't really have a choice if you're going to stick with an IPL team or, or not. Uh. That's right. Incredible that. But um, he... He touches on that being probably something he's most proud of as well in terms of his big bash career. He's been able to play with the the one club the whole time, um, and he talks about them sort of being the the working class club of of Melbourne, I guess. But um, yeah, he's he's very proud of that record. No, I think just from where the clubs come from, uh, being almost uh, not an outcast club, but but the other Melbourne club for such a long time. I think that was something that was always going to be a risk to. To come to a venue that's not a traditional cricket venue, like like a lot of the other places, so um, that was always that was always going to be a risk. But I'm, I'm really proud of it. The the supporter base that we've got have, have been unbelievable right throughout the 13 years, and and hopefully they'll they'll continue for a lot longer. But yeah, there's been um, I think I'm the only one left from the from the first year, so uh, that's all about to end. And yeah, as I touched on the start, 118 sixes in the Big Bash so far. And uh, coming up on cricket.com.au and the CA Live app is a compilation of all of those sixes. I've had the pleasure of putting it together with you, Jack, actually, and it's going to be a very long video. It's one for the real cricket, the tragics out there, but 11 minutes of gold of just Finchy putting the ball over the fence and into the crowd. And you don't have to watch it all at once either. You can come back and, and watch it uh, again and again because we'll be on the, that uh, cricket.com.au and CA Live app for a very long time. So uh, enjoy that <laughs> compilation of Finchie's uh, 118 sixes. Um, but, yeah, we might be a bit in a bit of trouble when uh, Chris Lynn hangs up the... <laughs> Hangs up the gloves because that's uh, quite a lot of sixes that he's got. So the Renegades won't be playing finals in KFC BBL 13, but, you know, obviously four teams will. Jack, let's have a quick look around at what's happening in the rest of the Big Bash as we are on the eve of finals pretty much. Your man, Scott Edwards from the Netherlands, who we touched on a lot during our World Cup episodes, he's finally got the call up and he's going to represent a team this week, Jack. He has, yeah. He's been late uh, call up 
to the Melbourne Renegades, who obviously lost their wicketkeeper Quinn and Decock, and then Joe Clark as well picked up an injury. Uh, so he's got a late call up. Whether he plays or not is another question because Jordan Cox can also take the gloves. So hopefully, uh, for our sake and for you know all those Victorians' sake, that uh, Scott Edwards gets the gets the nod tomorrow. You can't tell me that he's going to be signed, and then you're not going to play the Netherlands captain. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm just telling you what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Jai Richardson, some bad news for him as well. Unfortunately, a side strain has been confirmed on Friday, which means his big bash is over. He won't feature in the finals, and now he may not feature for Australia next month either. So that's a real shame. Um, but the Perth Scorchers, as usual, have been doing pretty well. They're currently sitting in second spot as we record this podcast. Uh, Brisbane Heat are locked into first. And then there's a couple of spots up for grabs, Jack. Yeah, so there is. Uh, so there's uh, currently... Well, the Heat are the only ones locked into the into the top four, really. Um, the Strikers have sort of come from nowhere to win three on the trot and they're sitting in fourth. So um, they and the Stars look like they're fighting out for that, that fourth spot with the Scorchers and the, and the Sixers pretty much assured of a, a place in the, in the finals. But um, who knows? The destiny is in the Stars' their own hands at the moment. If they win both of their games, they'll go into the finals for the first time in, in four years. Um even if the strikers win their last game. But uh, should they slip up and the strikers win, then um, Adelaide are through. So uh, quite an exciting last couple of days coming up in the Big Bash. Um, and who knows, the Thunder, if they get over the line in the Sydney Smash uh, last night, they've still got that uh, less than 2% chance of making it into the top four. Oh, wow, very slim odds. So it's also interesting that even though Finchie can't take the title this year, he could leave a bit of a legacy by taking down the Stars and uh, crushing their hopes one last time as he did back in the BBL8 final. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fitting? And uh, he's also uh, crushed an incredible 100 against them as well, which is um, another great memory of, of the Big Bash um, where he took on the King, Shane Warren, back in BBL02 and, and took him down. So... Uh, certainly plenty of good memories for Aaron Finch and the, the Renegades and hopefully they can add to that tomorrow night to send him off in the perfect manner. Yes, that's right. It's going to be a fantastic KFC Big Bash finals and you can catch all the action, of course, on the Cricket Australia live app, cricket.com.au and KO, Foxtel and Channel 7. Jack, thanks for joining me on this edition of the Unplayable Podcast brought to you by Qantas. Any last words for Finchie? Got me on the spot here. Um, <laughs> Uh, go out with a bang, hit them hard and, and give the uh, Renegades fans something to cheer about. Yeah, let's get a few more sixes under the belt, Finchie, before it's all done. 